What tabletop RPGer doesn't love dice? I do, and I'm sure you do too. So if you are looking to begin a dice collection, or let's be honest, add to yours, check out Dice Envy. Go through the link in our show notes and you will be able to find many, many sets of beautiful dice of all different kinds and sizes. When you use the link in our show notes to go to the Dice Envy site, not only will you be able to shop their entire collection and catalog of various dice sets, but you will also help support this show because a small portion comes our way, which we will then immediately roll back into making this show better for you. So check them out, diceenvy.com, or better still, go to them through the link in our show notes. Hey stackers, do you feel like your games are bland and lacking in atmosphere? Well, fear not, because if you go to BattleBards.com, you can access a whole host of sound effects and background music that can really spice up your games. BattleBards.com offers a Prime subscription, and if you use our stack code, S-T-A-C-K, you can get a 20% discount on this subscription. If you are a Prime member, you have access to a soundboard and editing tools, and the ability to stream sounds. This can be useful for adding like a dragon's roar to a final boss encounter or maybe some ambient tavern music for when your players are at the local inn taking a rest. Check it out at BattleBards.com. Okay, here we are. Starting now with episode 73, we're going to focus on slimming down episode length, which means we're going to need to make some adjustments to our format. We're toying with setting aside a lot of the starting table chatter. And we'll switch to the last time on Stack of Dice approach that we trialed a couple episodes ago. Got some good feedback on that, so I thought we would just go with that. I think that'll slim down the recap time. Also, Michael will rejoice, but what you heard just now were our pre-recorded spots for Battle Bards and for Dice Envy. Although if we ever have anything additional to say, we'll do something different. We're doing this so we can fit as much actual play goodness as we can into these smaller segments as we try to move to a slightly less rigorous recording and editing schedule. During this time, we definitely appreciate your feedback. Are we giving up too much? Do we have the balance right? While those of us who are at the table are in the game, we want you to feel that it's your table too. We want to retain what keeps you coming back. So please tell us through social media, and that's at Stack of Dice on Twitter and Instagram, And our email address, of course, is stack.o.dice at gmail.com. Finally, we have an announcement. Coming up soon on the 16th of May, we'll be joining the Odenton Public Library for its fifth annual Comic-Con. Like last year, we'll be on hand to chat with folks, and then we'll have a live recording of something. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't crazy about how we continued our regular podcast last year. I wasn't crazy about continuing our regular podcast in that format. We had a time constraint of, I think, an hour. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I had to rush through a bunch of stuff that normally I would have slowed down on, given more detail. And I just didn't like that. Uh, so we will wrap the season at our own speed in an episode format. And what this means is at the Comic-Con, we will probably do either a live Q&A session with anyone who has questions about the show or podcasting in general, or we may try a one-shot. I don't know. We'll play it by ear, but we'll have to talk about that to figure it out. So more to follow. All right, enough of my jibber-jabber. Let's get on with it. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them, and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon.
previously on Stack of Dice. Ahead of you, the wisp, the newly formed wisp, bobs in the air. Can you do me a favor? Can you take half of these star stones? I think that's a wise idea. We shouldn't have them all in one place. Toward the south end of this valley of the hollow, you did see a stretch of golden sand and a waterfall. I think it's safe to take Peter's binds off, but let's just let him come to on his own. Okay. I think the farther we are from this hill when he wakes up, the the less danger there is that he's going to be overcome by that weird thing again. No hard feelings, right? I mean, I, I was just trying to help. There's been some kind of rock or stone contrivance that's been built into the cliff, and so the waterfall hits it and parts to either side, and there's a cave entrance. I see a green light around this corner. Can't see anything. As you step into the chamber, you notice that it's a high ceiling, probably a good 20 to 30 feet up, and it comes to almost like a a vault, like a four-way arch that meets in the middle of the ceiling, and it's very skillfully constructed. This short hallway opens out into a large chamber. At the far end, at the south end of this hall, is a raised platform with a throne and a figure sitting on it. Welcome, Tira Iron Stag. I am Erd Wolf. What brings you here? We are in search of a group of Watani to encourage them to reunite with their brothers. You seek the Watani, yes? You have found the Watani. We were sent by the Marcianess because great enemies harry the borders of not only her kingdom, but the kingdoms of all the Witani, as you no doubt know. If you're too afraid to join with your brothers, you can just wait till the death and destruction comes to your doorstep. Don't say we didn't warn you. A stone of wondrous power. It is a treasured relic of ours. But my servant tells me that the chamber in which we keep it has just collapsed into a previously unknown chamber below. If you would have our attention, and it seems you need it quickly, you will get our relic for us and return it. Fine, but I should go in first. I have experience with these kinds of collapses. I think I can see roughly where the stone fell. You also see shattered wood. And hissing animals. The remnants of the chest. And it draped across the chest is a leather cloak. The cloak suddenly billows out. There is a moment of darkness and then something engulfs your head. It's a dark, Ah! it's a, oh no. When you open the lid, you basically shift the lid off to the side where it clangs down with a crash. The stone is exposed. The hammer flashes out of your hand. You're terrified to do it. It's like you're, you're hesitant. You've seen what it's been doing, and just the, fe- the thought of that thing wrapping around your head again is terrifying to you. The hammer bursts through. There's a shower of gore from the top side of it as the hammer comes through. It curls up around the hammer. You hear a shriek, and then it plummets straight down to the floor where it lands with a splat. (laughs) Nice! It hits and rolls onto its back, and then the winglets just flap open, and you see your hammer exposed. 
and it's dead. Yes. Hey, stackers. Thanks for joining us around the table as we continue our ongoing 5e D&D adventure. I'm Rhett, the DM, and with me is... Meredith as Tira Ironstag. Michael as Womberbash Benson Mom. Thane is Peter Greyhawk. Who's ready to tell a story? I am. Yes. The body falls from the air. Oh, man. Tira's hammer embedded in it, and it falls with a splat on the rocky floor of the cavern. Its dying scream hangs in the air, echoes through the cavern. What are you going to do? Just to refresh your memories... Tira is at uh, Tira and Peter are down in the cavern with the giant star stone. Womberbash, you are up above. The guide who brought you here is standing there, but he has stood transfixed the whole time. And as you turn to look at him, you can see two pinpoints of purple light coming from under his hood. And he's been like that the entire time. Like he's possessed? Is there like a ledge or something that I might be able to, or something protruding out rockwise where I might be able to tie a rope on? You don't uh, want to come down and check out the star stone? We're supposed to get, the whole point coming down here was to get the star stone for these people. I'm trying well, to find need, you a way out. Yeah, he needs to get yeah, us I'm, out. I know. And I'm, yeah, but I'm also, also thinking you can tie the rope onto the star stone. We can pull it up. Okay. Uh, if you will give me, let's see, what are the things on your character sheet? I mean, what things? For uh, under in, intelligence and wisdom. Uh, intelligence, you got arcana, history, investigation, nature, religion. Wisdom, it's animal handling, insight, medicine, perception, and survival. Give me a perception check, Womberbash. Uh, it's a DC of 10, so it shouldn't be too... Yes. Okay, you find a likely outcropping of stone, and you are able to wrap your rope around it, make the knot secure, and it's only 30 feet down, so you have plenty of slack in the rope. How big is the guy that's with me? Is he a smallish Humanoid. man? Or... He's or about he... your height, maybe a little taller. Excellent. Um, he seems he... to be stooped a bit. Does he feel like... Does it seem like he's got a little bit of strength behind him? Absolutely. He looks very wiry. Okay, I'm going to stand him sort of off to the side away, away from where I have it tied. He's not moving. That's fine. I'll just, I'm going to wrap it around his waist. I'm using him as a human pulley. <laughs> and then I'm going to go to the edge and wrap it around my waist. So basically it's, it's tied to the wall. It's around his waist. And then I'm going to take it around my waist the other way. And I'm going to lower the, um, lower it down, down to the ground. He can just stand there. I just rolled and... You see the purple fade really quickly, and he shakes his head, and then he looks down and sees the rope wrapped around his waist, and then looks in your direction questioningly. Again, you can't see his face under the hood, but you can feel questions in the air. Okay, and so um, as I wrap it around my, it's going around his waist this way, it's going around mine this way. I know you guys can't see this. So you're making an S out of the rope. Exactly, and I've got my, I, I'm taking my hand like this around the rope mm-hmm. and this way, and I'm lowering it down. Gotcha. Tira, can you tie the um star the rope to the star stone? What rope? Oh, oh, um I suppose so. It's pretty big. I, I tried to lift it and it didn't go very well. We're gonna use it as an anchor, and then once that's done, we're gonna try to pull it out. Oh, all right. Uh I guess I'm just gonna kinda scuttle over there and get under where the rope is coming down so I can receive it and then here, Peter, take this end. See if you can shift the star stone at all and get this rope around it. I take this end. What? You can have him move the star stone. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe I should do it. <laughs> Man, that hurt. Here, Peter, come do this. <laughs> <laughs> come touch the star stone. Exactly. Not to mention, he's got some issues oh, with the star yeah. stone. Okay, I have an addiction. That. I don't say that. That's stupid. Um, use your shirt. 
Take your pants off? <laughs> How's that going to help? What are you saying to me? Do you want me to change that, that I had Peter do it? You do whatever comes to Tira's mind. That's what came to my mind, but you're right. Tira would know we need to keep T- Peter away from this. I mean, he had a hard time with a handful of little tiny ones in his hand, and there's this giant boulder-sized one. Uh, I probably, Tira would have remembered that and uh, would not want Peter to do it. So, Peter, you see Tira looking like she's wrestling with something in her mind. What is it, Tira? What is it that you wrestle with in your mind? <laughs> um. Here, here, Peter, help feed this. I'm going to go help feed this rope down. I'm going to come over to the star stone and try and tie it up. I will do that. Okay. So I'm just going to sort of hope he didn't notice my hesitation to, I'm hoping that I played it off well enough that he doesn't notice that I, you know, hesitated to let him near the star stone and just, I'm going to go over there and do it myself. Oh, I noticed. I approach it cautiously because of what happened the last time I came in contact with it. Um... And so I'm trying to find a way to slip the rope underneath and around it. How is it, like, did it get covered all back up when I dropped it? It's lying on top of everything now because you lifted it. Um, I don't know how much, you know, you drop something heavy and things kind of go boof. Yeah, the rubble is big enough that this wouldn't have just fallen down underneath it. If you can roll me a perception check with a DC of 10 also. Sure. Yes. As you squat down to examine this, as you're trying to figure out how to rope it up, you look above it across the cavern and you see more of this stone splinters of star stone just embedded in the walls of this cavern. It's everywhere around you. So bigger pieces of it or just small pieces all in the walls? Yeah, it's like this at one point had been a mine, maybe an impact place or something. And so uh, this larger piece ah. is apparently a part of what happened here. Okay. But you see that it's surrounding you. And so there's this uneasy feeling in the air. Mm-hmm. Y- you feel like you're being almost like standing next to something with a high electrical field around it. Right. And I'm yeah. thinking we need to get Peter out of here as fast as possible. Yeah. And Peter is definitely I'm just, working I'm just on standing you. there jittering. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so how, I mean, am I successful in being able to shift it enough and get a rope around? I'm thinking it needs to kind of go around and then like cross the ropes and go around the other way to make a little X-shaped. Yeah, basically the way that you figure out how to rope this is Mm -hmm. you do a loop on one end. Yeah. A straight piece to the other end and then a loop around that end to basically make, yeah, almost like a cylinder out of it. Yeah. And so you wrap that up. If you can give me a hmm, sleight of hand check. Oh, good. <laughs> and this is not going to be hard. I mean, you, you've been a knot tire. Nine plus. That's fine. 11. <laughs> plus two. <Wow. laughs> yeah, what a terrible. 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was making it a 10 also. Oh, okay. So it's a bit of a rough go for you. You have to think about it, think it through how to do it, but. You managed to get it, and Wamberbash, with a few test pulls, you and the guide are able to start hoisting it into the air. That's not what I want. Oh, what are you trying to do? Okay, so now that that's anchored down to the bottom, there's something sort of a little bit a little bit stable, but also tied to something that once I mm-hmm. bring you guys out, um, we're going to try to pull up. I see. Can you now c- climb up the rope? Like holding like on the rope with, with, your, with your feet? Yeah, with your feet on the, the thing, and you know... Like like Batman, Batman and Robin style. I, I don't know try. if you've ever seen that, but you can okay. give me a uh, an athletics check. Oh, oh man! Oh. 
Okay. It's because your glasses are Here's what right happens. There. I rolled a natural one. <laughs> you start to climb the rope. You get maybe 10 feet up, and then you slip. Your feet slip as you're trying to grip the rope. You slide down. Roll me a D6 for how much rope damage you take to your hands. Uh. Ooh. Ooh, a D6. My word. Yes. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> it's not bad, but you land basically sitting on the star stone. Oh. It's, I imagine it kind of like a rope swing. So you yep. you land on it and just now you are in direct contact. Ooh. No, he's got pants and stuff on. <laughs> he's not naked. <laughs> Through a the hole in your burn, pants. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? Ooh, there's oily butt marks on it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to clean that up before we hand it over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even though you're not making direct physical contact with your skin, I'm you feel enough. it through your clothing, and it's—I <laughs> feel it. Give me a constitution check. A constipation check. <laughs> I'm not using you. It's going to be um fourteen. It's touch and go for a moment. A wave of dizziness passes over you, and as it passes, you shake it off. But that stone is looking very tempting to you. Tira, Do I notice it? Give me a perception check. Oh. Uh, okay. Ten. You think maybe you caught sight of something flitting across his face, but it, it's only a suspicion. Do, do I feel that the rope go a little slack? Yeah, like, you, like what, what's, yeah. Go, what's going on down there? His weight suddenly is released because he's now sitting on the stone like a swing, mm-hmm. yeah. but his feet are on the ground. <laughs> so he's he's <laughs> taking the weight. It looks pretty ridiculous is what we're trying to say, folks. <laughs> okay. Sitting on All the right. sacred artifact of the Witani. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to go over and say, Peter, come on, let's let's get up there. And I'm going to come in behind him and kind of like shoulder under his rope and be like, maybe you need my help because I'm stronger. Because it's 30 feet down, right? Yeah. Yeah. So get me, up, get up, get up. Give me Come another on. check again. Come on. A DC of move, move that, 10. move that, move that. Yeah, allow their, allow their freedom. Yes. Freedom of movement. Free, free range dice. That's going to be a 19. Okay. Yes. You regather yourself, grip the rope, and this time determine to show that gym teacher that you know how to climb <laughs> a rope. <laughs> did you guys have to do that in school? I never did. Wow, we did. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. You make your way up the rope and- uh, Managed to belly over the top. And Tira, it's your turn. I'm just going to go over and confidently scutter up after him. Athletics, DC 10. <laughs> she thought saying confidently was she went with. Mod 20. Okay. What? Yeah. What? Hand over hand, not even using your feet. You nope. just. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. She's actually telling Peter, hurry up. It's like uh, Wesley yeah. and the Princess Bride. Yes. <laughs> okay. Going up the cliffs of insanity. You make your that. way to the top and you brace your feet just before you go, come up. And so you actually come up standing up and you make it look easy. Mm-hmm. Ready? Okay. Yep. So now that they're, are they up? They're up there? They're both up. Okay. So now I'm going to hand the rope off to these two. They're going to form no longer an S, but a snake. So in other words, we get two additional people on the uh-huh. rope. I am going to fly. I'm going to fly down. Okay. Uh, you need to. Yeah, yeah, you're getting low on points Oh, yeah, here, hold dude. on a second. Let me, let me make yeah, sure Yeah, double check you can even do that. Let's see. Uh, 22, 25, 30, 1, 30. Yeah, I do have enough points. Okay. Barely. All right, I'm going to spend um, I'm gonna spend the five. You sprout some wings from your back. And By the way, how does your robe accommodate this? 
Um, we haven't talked about it, and it's it's not a huge yeah, deal. I'm I, just curious. Let's just say once I was able to sprout rings before, I just I just took my knife and made two slits okay, gotcha. out the back of my back uh, tunic Cute. area or whatever. All right, so the wings the winglets sprout through the back, and then they start to unfurl as they get larger. And then I will also uh, do this. Will be my uh, let me see. Oh no! Okay. What have you done? It takes five to have wings, so I'm down there, right? I, I'm not going to be able to spend at least on this turn additional. Um, That's right. Things. So I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna get my hands up underneath that that thing, vomiting or not, and I'm going to have them hoisted up. Oh. While I try it's to lift okay. it, yeah. and lift it up gotcha. with my wings areas. Thingies. All right. You begin to drift down. Your wings are basically trying to hover in place, mm-hmm. which uh, is tough for a bird. But you, you're you straining against that. You get down there and you reach your hands under. Give me a constitution check. 11. <laughs> okay. Just barely. Again, like yes. Peter, <laughs> like Peter, you're, you're trying to hold it back. You can taste it in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I could feel the chunk start to rise up in my throat. But you're lifting, and as you're lifting, you start to hear more of that same screeching as the thing that you just fought. Mm-hmm. Coming from the dark recesses, apparently this cavern opens out into other places. Oh, no. we got to get out of here. Yeah. Yes. So with extra effort, you strain your wings. They're flapping harder. You're shouting up to them. Hurry up. Please pull it. Pull it. And so the rope begins to creak, and you're raising it, raising it, raising it. Manage to get up to the top, pull the stone over. I guess you actually bring it up over the mm-hmm. lip so it doesn't bang against the stone. And you set it down or are you still holding yeah, it? Yeah, I set it down on the ground because okay. it's like way too heavy. Uh, the stone clinks gently against the stone as you really? set it down. <laughs> and uh, the guide, again, steps back and goes rigid. And you can see purple light shining from under his robe where his eyes would be. What is that all about? What's wrong with you? And Tira steps forward to kind of try and look up into his, into the, whatever's behind, under his hood. Oh, wait, Bash, didn't you light a torch earlier when we were fighting the cloaker? You did, but I thought you threw it or. Didn't it drop and douse out? Yeah. Even with your dark vision, Tira, Mm -hmm. it's just such a deep hood that you're not able to make out anything. Hey. He is not moving now. I'm going to take his hood off. I'm going to take his hood off. If we drew... Because he's not moving. He's not moving. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just... Do it. I'm just like, woo, buddy. What were you going to say, Bash? I was going to say, can we just... I mean, let's just drag this out of this cavern down the the hallway out of here. Drag the star stone? Yeah. Like, bink, 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 bink. Yeah. More like a... Scratching. Because it's it's too... I mean, I don't think it'll be light enough to just like bounce as we drag it, but we'll just... Maybe we should Steady put it under it. A cl- like someone's cloak or something like that. Otherwise, it's going to be scratched and disgusting. Let's take the cloak off of the dude that's frozen <gasps> and use his cloak. Dude! Okay. All right. Uh, I guess we're doing that. You take the cloak off. <laughs> you unfasten it around his neck. And as you start to peel it back. <laughs> peel. His head is completely wrapped also, but it's an elongated head. He's, he is. Like elongated tall or elongated like. Front to back. He, okay, beaky. he's um, he's a thump. He's a he's a, I think he's a um, a sham. A sham, or it looks like a sham. So I it's, mean, it's wrapped. Lots of it's all wrapped in in almost like mummy wrappings, but better condition. Okay, Can't, linen strips, that kind of thing. Does yeah. he have a tail? He does not have a tail. It's not a sham. Whose idea was that? <laughs> you take the cloak and you gently you manage to work the stone in such a way that it rolls onto the cloak. 
and then you wrap the cloak around it, and I guess maybe even wrap the rope around it a couple times right. for good measure. And so now it is in a protect, semi-protected bundle that you could drag along. So he is completely uncloaked. He is. He's he's, he's wrapped got head to toe. Head to toe about his head. So being you know, front to back is so it's from the front. It's a like a Beetlejuice face. Yes, he has totally he has an extended face. It, it points forward, mm. kind of like a like a dog. Nice. Okay. Huh. Uh, but oh, well, he, they are the wolf Watani. He is. Werewolves. <gasps> he's wrapped, um, and his whole body is wrapped all the way down. Uh, you do notice that his legs bend a different way. <laughs> he's a werewolf. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Um, now, when we took his cloak, I mean, was there any reaction from him? No. Right, because he's, he's still got purple eyes? His eyes are still purple. Does he have claws? Like. His hands are wrapped. I'm going to peel back on one of his little no, fingers. Dude, don't, don't take his clothes off. Gross. We, we gotta ha- go. We don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> Is it a male or female? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know that. As soon as the you finish the wrapping job on the stone, he begins to stir and shake his head again. And then he glances down and sees that... <laughs> <laughs> it was her. She's famous for it. <laughs> oh, for stealing, stealing people's, people's clothes. clothes. Yeah. <laughs> We'll blame it on Tira. And then there's a baleful glance at all three of you, a very long burning look at all three of you in turn. And then it turns and stiffly begins loping up the hallway. Hey, we were told, and this is more important, this artifact is, 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 is important. Yeah, I, I'm really sorry. We were trying to protect. He's around the curve. Okay. I feel, I feel, Would I Tira t- even apologize? She'd be oh, like, whatever. I feel like he took her rather well. <laughs> Yeah, it could have, like, savaged all of us. Anyway, we need to get out of here because, like, cloakers are on our tail. Yeah. So. What? Those things are screeching, remember? They're yeah, coming from the other... The screeching other... is still going on downstairs. Tira, not me. The cloak, uh, with the way it's wrapped now, you could actually just pick the thing up. Maybe sling it over our back or something. Here, like Tira, that. you pick it up. Yeah, you tear, Yeah, I you guess tear, I'll carry it out. Okay, you hoist it. It's not an issue for you. It's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but without the heat of combat on you, you don't need to worry about... All that. So you you put your hands under, do one of those heavy item shifts where you get your hands positioned mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm. and then you make haste after the guide. All right. Uh, were there doors to this passage that we could close after? No. Oh, buddy. Okay. With speed, you rush off after the guide, and at a certain point, you see the guide up ahead. He's standing by some timber bracings in the hallway. As you see him, you come to a stop in the hallway, not sure of what he intends, but he beckons to you curtly. How secure are those timber uh, braces? He he gestures to you to pass him. Okay. We pass him. And as soon as you go, he begins to strain against the timber framing. And you hear a rumble, and then dust begins to trickle down. And then with a with a grunt, he really lays into the timber, and you hear a cracking sound. The timber collapses toward the direction you've just come from, and then there's just a collapse of stone. And then the hallway behind you is sealed. From behind you can hear a muffled, that screeching sound. But the pathway before you is clear. With a, a bit of a hang to his head, he gestures for you and proceeds up the hallway. You make your way twist after twist, turn after turn, and get finally back to that same side entrance that the guide came out of to whisper to Eardwolf. You basically emerge from the hallway, stumble out, and find yourself in that same open courtroom Mm -hmm. with the galleries on the sides. 
And there you see Eardwolf sitting at, standing at his throne. And then the cloaked figures that were in the galleries have all moved out to line the pillars that line this hallway. So it's an eerie sensation to basically tumble into a room with all these cloaked figures. All the heads are turned in your direction. As we approach the throne, essentially, it, it's, it's raised up too a little bit, right? Not really? Two shallow steps. Okay, okay. It's not huge, but it's enough. We, we should take it over to the front, like right there. And uh, while Tira is unwrapping it, I'm going to step sort of behind facing him, and I'm going to raise up my my uh, wings like this to kind of show. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to kind of like go like this uh, and, and sort of wrap them around Tira un- unwrapping it as she reveals the, the artifact. Little, and, and, little showmanship. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when she's when she's done and it's revealed and she stands up, I'm gonna take them, lift them back up, and then just fold them back behind uh, behind my back. Okay, that is done. It's an interesting reveal. <laughs> and I'm just I'm just standing there awkwardly, like a like I'm standing in front of a class waiting for to quiet down so I can give my class presentation. I can see I can see Peter in front of the stone, like waving, yeah, doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> Show him what she's won, Pat. This time there are no murmurs. Everyone is watching, and as the stone is revealed, there does seem to be a lessening of tension in the room. And then a feeling of satisfaction seems to roll off of Eardwolf. Has he noticed that we totally disrobed his dude? He has. I think I'm going to take the robe that we have, you know, that we took off, that we used, and then give it back to the guy. You must not tell anyone do you understand tell anyone what what you have seen here we will not i suppose so i don't we don't even know what we've seen here with a look to another figure in the courtroom he gives a slight nod and then beckons with one wrapped hand the figure steps forward with a large chest and sets it down Eardwolf takes his hand, and he rubs it across the top gently. The wood seems to convulse. It ripples across the top, and then parts open just a little bit and clasps shut again. But then it opens again, and you can see a row of serrated teeth and a large tongue that licks out, reaches up and licks Eardwolf's arm, and then goes back in. And then with a return to its normal firmness, the chest lifts all the way open. There is no sign now of the teeth or of the tongue, and Eardwolf beckons you over. Mm-kay. We, I, I suppose, I suppose we all shuffle over uncertainly <laughs> uh-huh. in unison. But let's remember, we didn't come here for treasure. Yeah, I know. I believe it. This is. I mean, a mimic. They want to give us some treasure, and I'm going to say no. You have done us a great service. What I'd like you to do is roll. Roll for initiative. Hey, hey, we made a bargain, right? If we got this thing. Yeah, I know. I, okay. I, was, I was just like, I had a thing I was going to say, but. Each of you will roll me two D100. So, yeah, percentile dice. Remember your numbers. If you want to write them down, you can. All right, Meredith, what is your first number? First number was a 19. 19. Inside the chest, there is a shield. Michael? 61. There's a cloak of some kind, wrapped neatly in the bottom. 57. There is a neatly wrapped pile of leather. Second number? Uh, 68. There's a ring 
in one of the corners of the chest. 37. Oh, hang on. <laughs> this is good. I want to make sure of that. There is a one-inch metal cube. Thane's hair is flying. And Thane, what is your second number? So I said 76 first, right? No. No. Well, 76. There is a coil of rope in the chest. <laughs> Fancy. I have leather and some rope. No, you don't have it. It's just That's in the just chest. That's what we're seeing, yes. Mm. You may each choose one item from this chest as a sign of our gratitude for the help you have given. Hmm. I think I'm going to take the shield because that's kind of my thing. That's what you're going to take, Peter? The first thing, I, yeah, I guess. All right, so you step forward and pick up the shield. We, we each get to choose only one? Yes. Oh, sad. It's a very nice-looking shield. It's well-crafted. There's a nice leather cover on it uh, with little bosses, and it seems to have been kept in remarkably good condition. The central boss has an arrow on it. Erdwolf looks at you, Womberbash. So, I'm looking at the cloak. I've already got two of them. One of them is pretty dope. I don't... It's like a cloak of something. I can't remember. I have it written down somewhere. Um, is the metal cube, like, a precious metal? Or does it look like steel? Does it look like um, tungsten? Does it look like... Aluminium. Molybdenum. <laughs> is it adamantium? Is it unobtainium? It can be whatever metal you like. All right, I'm curious. I'll take the cube, and I want it to be. I want it to look like a solid, like tungsten. I want it to be kind of heavy and, and weighty. Okay, it is tungsten, and it is heavy and weighty. But what is it? <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> okay. And then, Ar the Wolf looks at you, Tira. I thank you for the offer of these fabulous treasures, but all we really came here for was a chance to speak with you. If you remember, we went down to, to rescue your relic on condition that if we succeeded, you would hear us out. And that is all I ask. <laughs> Sorry. Talking to you is the most magical gift of all. <laughs> you speak wisely as one not motivated by gain. We admire that. And from what I have seen through my guide's eyes, you have the spirit of the wolf within you. We are most impressed with what we have witnessed. Say what you will. <laughs> no unfair speech. Mike one up. <laughs> and because of what we have seen from you, you may pick two things from the chest. What were, right, what's what, left? what were the things you saw? Uh, well, I, the shield, which he took already, and a ring. Uh, there's also a pile of leather and of leather. a rope. And a rope. Take the ring. Yeah, I was thinking the ring, but what was the, what was the other thing that you Oh, uh, the other thing I saw was um, a cloak. Oh, that's right. Well, wow. Um, I would like the ring, please. And what was your other thing? You had leather and rope? And a cloak. Yep. Um, the leather. Add a suit of leather armor. Bam. Now remember, if you wear armor, you lose your barbarian ability of unarmored defense. What is that? Was that, what was that ever doing for me? Half damage, right? No. No, that's my rage. Oh. It bumps up your AC without having to wear armor. Oh, 
So if I add armor on, then my armor class is going to go down? Potentially, yes. Good grief. All right, I'll write it down anyway. Leather armor. So what I want you to do now that you've selected your items, Thane, you have an arrow catching shield. Do you want me to read that for you? I believe so, yes, sir. You gain a plus two bonus to armor class against ranged attacks while you wield this shield. This bonus is in addition to the shield's normal bonus to armor class. So if someone tried to shoot at me, they'd be willing to beat a 23. Nice. In addition, whenever an attacker makes a ranged attack against a target within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to become the target of the attack instead. Womberbash. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thane knows what this is. Oh, I do. Because he's given it to his group. I have before. Oh, it was fun. You chose a cube that with the right command word, and I'll let you make up that word in a moment, becomes a fortress. It's called Darren's Instant Fortress. You can use an action to place this one-inch metal cube on the ground and speak its command word. The cube rapidly grows into a fortress that remains until you use an action to speak the command word that dismisses it, which works only if the fortress is empty. How big is this fortress? The fortress is a square tower 20 feet on a side and 30 feet high, with arrow slits on all sides and a battlement atop it. Its interior is divided into two floors with a ladder running along one wall to connect them. The ladder ends at a trapdoor leading to the roof. When activated, the tower has a small door on the side facing you. The door opens only at your command, which you can speak as a bonus action. It is immune to the knock spell and similar magic, such as that of a chime of opening. So it can't be magically opened by somebody else. Each creature in the area where the fortress appears must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw, taking 10d10 bludgeoning damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. And so there's more about that. We won't belabor the details 10 at this point. 10d10? So you could basically just like plop it in the middle of a fight, speak the command word, and just nuke everybody. Good night. How many times can I use it? Once per day or over and over again? <laughs> I don't believe there's a limit. It doesn't look like there's a limit. This <laughs> thing put is it down, dope. make it. It can be damaged. Uh, the only thing that could repair it is a wish spell. So if it's damaged, you're going to be shelling out for it. But I mean, I don't think a lot's going to damage that unless they had like a trebuchet or some crazy thing there's like ways. that, right? No, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I want you to think of a command word. So when I'm done with okay. Meredith, I'm going to come back. So there should be a, a command word to make it grow and a command word to make it okay. shrink back to its cube. Meredith for Tira. You have armor of resistance. Mm. You have resistance to one type of damage while you wear this armor. And basically, I would like you to roll a d10. And that's the type of resist or type of damage that it resists. Four. Force damage. So there are some spell effects that cause force damage. If that happens, then that's what this armor halves the damage of. And then a ring. Mm-hmm. This is a ring of resistance. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and All roll right. a D ten. All right. Seven. This is resistance against poison. So if there's a poison attack against you, you would take half the damage that it would normally cause. Uh, So that means it has an amethyst for the stone set into it. Nice. Ah, And I guess you're doing some Google Translate work there. Yeah, hold on a second. (laughs) Come up with some words. I thought you were going to make a couple up while you're thinking of that. Aerith Wolf gestures one more time toward the back of the throne room where you first entered this room to come into it. And he looks at you, Tira, and says, 
We have one more thing to give you. You hear a clacking sound. <gasps> we found this in the swamp. <gasps> and there's Balrina, head held high. She still has some uh, muck stuck to her, but for the most part, she's been cleaned up pretty nicely, considering. I think they ran her under the waterfall. <laughs> to get- <laughs> and uh, they also led... Pork meat the second in. So they are side by side. Your two horses are in the throne room. The second. Let us hear now what you have to say. Son of the Lord of the Horses. And that's where we're gonna end the episode. Let's go ahead, <laughs> let's go ahead and hear your command words. Um, so th- to make it bigger is amplificatio. Ah, so this is Italian or Latin? Latin. And uh to make it smaller is diminua. Okay. So remember those. I have them written down. And guess what you did not use in the fight? Your furry leather bag. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the I one that you wrote at the top I of keep, your seat. I keep forgetting. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we will pick up next time with Tira's rousing speech <laughs> <laughs> that will compel the wolf Watani <laughs> to take action. <laughs> the chick with the lowest charisma of the group. Do you need me to give me another Benito Mussolini speech? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But obviously, they have some regard for you. You seem to have struck a chord with the wolf Witani. But each of you has seems to have made an impact on a different tribe. So, Wamberbash, you made a hit with the Eovor Witani. people. And Peter, you had a sense leaving that uh, that you had really worked your way into the Hengist Witani. And so, each of you has some influence over a different group of the Witani now. Uh, let's go ahead and hit some experience points. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just need seven. I just need seven. I just need 27. <laughs> For influencing Erdwolf through your actions, you each get five experience points. Mm. And let's hear it for Norse Battle. Come on, guys. Something, something. Uh, you really didn't say very much. I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, for my spectacular slide on the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Two experience points. Um... Let's see. Uh, I'm trying to think of uh, some Peter. I like did. that Tira walked in and was like, "Look, I I ain't about that life." <laughs> and they were like, "You get two instead." Now maybe her reward is she got two items, but still, I think she should get something for that. So I'll give you one. And how about the dramatic opening of the stone? My um, <laughs> take my one. my idea to remove the cloak of I was the guy of that. and wrap it. I'll give you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, because I mean, but that that did help us kind of see what those Plus things one. are. <laughs> yeah. So you get two experience points, what? Peter, which means you are officially level nine. Dun, 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 dun. Or paladin level seven. <laughs> so stay tuned, everyone, for Peter's level up episode later this week. We'll be doing that at some point this evening, uh, so that we can have that all wrapped up and ready to go for debuting later this week. I think I'm, I mean, I, I, I'm seeing, I'm so stoked about this instant fortress. I think that's like enough <laughs> yeah. like, for like, me because I don't care I'm if like, I ever this get any dope. experience points Activate again. Activate it right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is dope. <laughs> You're dead now. Boof. <laughs> <laughs> I put Darren's in- instant fortress into my sophomore year D&D game. And they were going through these volcanic tunnels to find this pirate base that was like inside of a volcano. But anyway, so as they're going through, they come to a room where there's just two trolls, uh, you know, their little lair and whatnot. So the, uh, a fight ensues naturally. But uh, at one point, they decide to cut their losses and just retreat. And so our wizard turns around, throws Darren's instant fortress at the troll's feet, speaks a command word, and just squashes them against the ceiling of the cave. But he gets it back, right? <laughs>
Oh yeah, yeah, he retrieves it, but he, he just finishes them. That's it was fantastic. So we will pick up here next time. Good job, everyone. I hope it was fun. I hope I know it's always fun to get special things. And what I wanted to do at this level is give you, you've moved from uncommon magic items to rare magic items. And that's what this table represented. So you, you dipped into some pretty neat stuff. <laughs> and we will see where this all heads next time. So join us again at our table right here at Stack of Dice. Test, 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 okay, test. Try test. yours again, Meredith. Yes, I, I am speaking. I think you need to bring your. You got. Oh, good night. <laughs> she was all like this. And bring. Test, test. test. <laughs> <laughs> swing, swing the arm closer to you. See, I had swung the arm closer to me. I think you swung the screen. I don't Is that better? I feel like it's super in my face right now. What's no, that's going good. On? That's okay. good. It it's not just in her face. It's super in her face. Super. <laughs>